Hello, and welcome to our Watch This as an Adult, the podcast where I review movies from my childhood from an adult perspective. And this week I reviewed 1999's Beyond the Mat. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. Before I get into the show, man, I gotta talk about it. Everybody's talking about it. Man, rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman, dude. Rest in peace to him, man. Most, one of the most shocking fucking deaths I've heard this year. Other than, other than, uh, Kobe Bryant's death earlier this year, man, just, just like another, like another brother that you thought would be around forever, you know? Because like I don't know if I ever, t- I don't know if I did I give, I don't think I talked about Kobe on here, man. But yeah, man. But Chadwick Boseman's fucking death came out of nowhere, just out of the blue. I remember. um I saw it, uh, I guess technically Saturday night, I was on my phone, uh, cause I was up till about like 2am, like, I think like me and my wife and I were like watching a movie and watching something else, I think. And I was just like, I was just checking my phone, you know, and it said Black Panther star Chadwick Boseman dies at 43. And I was like... Get the, I was like, get the fuck out of here. I think it was one of my buddies. One of my buddies put it up on his Facebook. That's how I saw it. Yeah, yeah, one of my buddies, uh, one of my buddies, Matt Riley, shout out to Matt Riley. Uh, one of my, he, uh, put, he put up the, the, the article about him dying. I was like, get the fuck out of here, man. This has got to be, I had to look for myself, because you know how they have these, like, these death hoax. You know, I was like, get the fuck out of here, man. Chadwick Boseman ain't dead. You know, so I had to check, and I had to check. I went on his Wikipedia, and, like, Wikipedia caught on, like, that. You know, like, just, they wasn't bullshitting around. They said Chadwick Boseman, born 1977, died August 29th, 2020. And I was like, get the get the fuck out of here, man. I was like, this, nah, man, I'm like, this man can't be dead, man. I was like, it didn't, I was like, cause I was like, this got, I'm like, this has to be a prank. This has to be a joke, but everybody was talking about it. I look, Variety was talking about it. The Hollywood Reporter was talking about it. Fox News was talking about it. And they used the right, they used the right picture of the right black guy. It wasn't a picture of, uh, it wasn't a picture of Lakeith Stansfield, (laughs) you know, and they said that. And they said that Chadwick Boseman was dead or some shit like that. They actually used Chadwick Boseman's picture. But, um, yeah, man. So I'm like, all these fucking news outlets are talking about it. I'm like, it's got to be true, you know? And I'm like, just like a whole bunch of things just running through my goddamn head. I'm like, God damn, man. Cause like, he seemed like, he like, you like from what I've seen in like interviews and like stories I've heard about him, he seemed like such a nice guy. You know, like, he seemed like such a sweet person. You know, I, I haven't heard, like, I didn't hear, like, one, like, grimy thing about Chadwick Boseman, man. Like, all I heard, all I heard was, like, he's a class act of a dude. He was a nice guy. 
you know, like, he was a funny guy, too, like, I've seen him do interviews before, like, even, like, his SNL appearance, you know, like, he's a, he's a super funny dude, and it was like, damn, man, why you, I was like, I was like, it was just like, dude, why you had to take such a fucking, like, class act of a man away from us, man, it's just terrible, um, like he like he's done like let's go into his career now like let's, let's just let's just hop into his career man he's done a lot of things man uh first time i ever saw him i think a lot of everybody first time a lot of people have seen him was uh jackie robinson story not my favorite movie 42 42 not my favorite movie i think it's a little ham-fisted but it, it's important, you know, like, if, if you like, if you love that movie, you love that movie, um, Get On Up is the one where I, I was like, the, Chadwick Boseman's the dude, I loved Get On Up, when he played James Brown, he killed that role, I was like, that dude should have been, he should have been nominated for an Oscar for that role, because he, he killed the shit out of that role, you know, like, I loved him in Get On Up, um, what else did he do? Uh, he did Thurgood, he did Thurgood, uh, he did, uh, I just watched a movie that he did, like, like, a couple months before he died, uh, 21 Bridges, that movie's damn good, underrated, oh, like, 21 Bridges, me and my wife watched 21 Bridges last night, we were just like, dude, this is a damn good movie, <laughs> you know, like, it was, it was really good, like, he, uh, of course, Black Panther, he played Black Panther, uh, so like he had a he had a he did so much. Uh, another movie. Uh, n- n- before I just say that, I was like another movie he's underrated in. He did a movie with Kevin Costner called Draft Day. He's the best part of that goddamn movie. I was like I really enjoyed him in Draft Day. If you if you ever have the if you ever have the chance, check out Draft Day. I'm not really a Kevin Costner fan. I don't really like Kevin Costner movies, but Draft Day was pretty damn good. You know. It's like it's a pretty damn good movie. Movie and Chadwick Boseman just stands out in that movie. He's damn good in Draft Day. Uh, what else? Uh, but like I said, like he did so much in such a little, just like a, what eight nine year span, ten year span. You know, like he he did so he crammed so much into the the forty three years of life he was given. You know, he did he did so much. And to, to, to find out that he died from colon cancer, to find out that he had colon cancer for four years, you know, to find out that he was suffering with colon cancer for four years is a shock. That's more of a, sh- that, that, that's a, that's the biggest shock that, so like, it was like, so everybody was saying like, oh my God. So everybody was saying this, like, oh my God. So like, even I was saying this, I was like, dude, so the whole time. The whole time he was Black Panther, he was sick. He had colon cancer the whole goddamn time. Civil War, Infinity War, Black Panther, Endgame. He like that whole that whole time he was in the MCU, he had cancer. And to see what he did in those movies is fucking amazing. He <laughs> was like, I, I I got to commend him for his dedication even more. You know, I got to I got to commend him for that for that just just that alone man just like the to 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 
to be that physical, to do all that physicality, and you're sick. You know, like that sometimes this man probably don't want to get out of bed. That sometimes this man don't want to move. You know, I think he was taking chemo. Chemo make you weak as fuck. You know, that sometimes this man like probably throwing up in the back. He probably feel real real weak and frail and he don't want to do shit, but he he fucking that inspires me even more to do more shit. You know, the the fact that this man uh had cancer for four years and he still got up and did his job because he loved it. You know, like he loved acting. You know, just the fact that he did that, I commend him even he could that the, the fact that he could be upbeat and chipper uh going on all these talk shows going on all these tv shows his appearance on saturday night live you know where he invented karen like we got there's another thing he has like he invented karen so <laughs> so he's got that also that's his other claim to fame but uh but to just to know that he did all this shit and he was sick man I'm like I gotta come I gotta commend them I gotta commend that brother even more you know and uh I know a lot of people are they're mourning his loss and I saw a lot of people um talking about uh now that he's gone who's gonna play Black Panther you know and I'm not really really thinking about that right now I'm, I'm sure like a lot of people aren't thinking about that but still business goes on life goes on you know because I, I, I bet you Disney's thinking about that right now they're like they're probably like because like they're probably like rest in peace Chadwick Boseman but we gotta find another Black Panther um I'm like don't do it 24 hours after the man like the man ain't even in the ground yet you know so you know, like, the man ain't even in the ground yet. Like, let's kind of hold off on who should be Black Panther right now. Uh, hearing people say, oh, uh, I'm hearing people say, oh, uh, Shuri should be Black Panther. Like, we are like, they should say, or they're saying, like, we shouldn't recast the role. Uh, that's because, like, that's one thing I saw in, like, comments and stuff that I was like, what's wrong with you people? You know, like, what's wrong? I was like, first of all, Black Panther is an intellectual property. You know, <laughs> you know, Black Panther is an intellectual property, and anybody can be Black Panther. You know, like, they're even after, even if Chadwick Boseman didn't pass away, uh, and and the MCU was done, they were probably going to do another Black Panther movie, and they were probably going to cast somebody else anyway. You know? It's like, you can't be attached to these actors playing these characters. You know, you can't be attached to them, because they're going to, like, they're going to get old. They're going to, uh... Like, they're, they're going to be like... Because it looked... It looked like, um... Now that we know what happened, I was... I'm not even going to say that, but uh, now that we know what happened, now we know that he was sick, but uh, I, already, I already knew that. Uh, I kind of knew that uh, he wasn't... I kind of knew that, like, he's not going to be playing Black Panther for long. You know, like, they're going to have to find another guy. You know, I'm like, I didn't know he was sick, and I didn't know he was going to die, but I still knew. I was like, he's not going to play this character for long. They're going to have to find somebody else. 
to play this character. You know, it's gonna have to be another guy. It was like, like there's gonna be, like there's gonna be a whole bunch of other Black Panthers, <laughs> a whole bunch of other actors playing Black Panther to the end of goddamn time. So it's really stupid and it's really ignorant to say don't recast the character. You know, it's real dumb. That's that's dumb. You know, to say. We shouldn't recast this character. Chadwick Boseman is Black Panther. And like, and, and a lot of people think that Michael Keaton is Batman, you know? <laughs> but we had like, what, six Batman? <laughs> we had like six Batman after him. You know, like, uh, uh, we got two Batman right now at the same time. We got Ben Affleck and Robert Pattinson playing Batman at the same goddamn time. <laughs> I was like, these characters move on without the actors, you know. Like it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of dumb to say that there shouldn't be any other Black Panthers after Chadwick Boseman because even if he was still alive and he got to live a full life, there was gonna be other Black Panthers after Chadwick Boseman, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know, and everybody said Shuri uh, should play should should be Black Panther now. I don't, I'm not ready to see that right now, you know, because, because I think even my, um, because I could, even my wife, me and my wife were having this discussion, uh, because we were saying how, um, kind of think, my wife's a black woman, um, before you even say, like, she's a black, Afrocentric black woman, <laughs> like, by the way, you know, and, but even she said, this was part of my rant on my Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, uh, review when I was ranting about Black Panther and how I didn't really care for Black Panther that much. Uh, she was like, even she said that she felt like black women <laughs> hijacked Black Panther. That's what she said, and like we we agreed. We like because like it was really I didn't really feel like the first Black Panther movie was a Black Panther movie. I felt like it was Dora Milaje, the movie, you know? <laughs> it was like, it was like I felt like it really focused on the Dora Milaje more than Black Panther. You know, I felt like it focused, like, even like, I felt like it focused on Killmonger more than Black Panther. I, like, I, remember, I remember hearing people like that, Michael B. Jordan should come back and play. I was like, he's Killmonger. He's dead. Leave it be. It was like, Killmonger doesn't even become the Black Panther in the goddamn comic book, so... <laughs> You know, you know, so let's dead that. Let's dead that idea. Um, but yeah, man, it's but what I'm saying, I'm like, I felt like uh, it wasn't a Black Panther movie, I felt like it was a Dora Milaje movie, you know. And the second movie, I really wanted to focus on T'Challa more, you know, I really want that one to focus on him more, and now it's. Now people are saying that Shuri should be Black Panther. You know, hearing people saying like, oh, Storm should come in, you know, like and I'm hearing all these things about the about, about the future of the Black Panther franchise. And I don't want none of that shit. You know, I don't want any of that at all. Cause like about like I was saying, like going back to the thing, it felt like she felt like, like we were me and my wife were having a conversation. We said that we felt like the uh, black women the Dora Milaje hijacked the Black Panther movie altogether. So the fact that Shuri becomes the Black Panther, um, kind of, kind of 
does that again. It's like another black woman hijacking the Black Panther. Because this is how I feel. This is how I feel. You know, and this is probably how a lot of black men feel. How a lot of black men feel and they don't want to say anything because they don't want to be sexist and all this shit. You know, like, but a lot of black men feel that we don't have a place to belong. You know, we don't have a place to belong. You know, uh, hip-hop was supposed to be for black men. And black women hijacked that too with the Drakes and their their futures and, uh, you know, (laughs) and their salt and peppers and their Queen Latifahs and and all this stuff, you know, which I love salt and pepper. I love Queen Latifah, but... It was this was originally supposed to be a male don, dominated genre because women because women had R and B you know like black men never had anything to themselves really we we really never had anything rap was supposed to be ours hip hop was supposed to be ours um so the fact that we have uh not the first because Spawn is the first like Michael J White played Spawn, he's the first, and then we had Steel, but none of those movies, even, none of those movies fucking matter, Blade's cool too, but the fact that we had pretty much the first um, mainstream successful black superhero movie, and the fact that uh, mostly women hijacked that, uh, mostly women, like, hijacked that movement, you know, <laughs> you know, like, can we have can like it's like I just feel like can we have something you know Black Panther can little black boys look up the Black Panther you know like can we have another male Black Panther before we go to the female Black Panther you know can little black boys feel good about themselves can little black boys have confidence about themselves you know like can little black boys feel like hey I could be a superhero you know because like you because like you got the you got to understand that you like we like we don't like black women have tons of avenues they have tons of things you know like a lot of a lot of a lot of black boys don't have anything like a lot of black men don't have anything where like they let out their aggressions and all this stuff it's like we just need something you know can we have black panther please can you just let us have black panther get a can 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 a, can a, can a black little boy see himself in the Black Panther? I mean, you got you got um, Photon coming, okay? Like, heads up for anybody that doesn't know who Photon is. They cast Photon, Monica Rambeau. Uh, she's gonna show up in the, I believe she's gonna show up in the next Doctor Strange movie. Uh, so I believe she's showing up in the next Doctor Strange movie in uh the Multiverse of Madness. So, uh, you guys are gonna have her, no doubt, probably she's gonna get her own fucking movie, you know, <laughs> you know, so, you gotta have Photon, Photon is a badass, if you've ever read the comics, Photon's a, Monica Rambeau's a fucking badass, you like, you, you're gonna get her soon, it's coming, she's already been cast, so, uh, it's the, uh, what's that actress, uh, a very good actress, uh, Tiana Parrish, uh, if you don't know who she is, she was in, uh, Chirac, she was in, uh, if Bill Street can talk, uh, I think she was also in Dear White People, the movie Dear White People. She's also in that too. So like, you're getting her. So 
just let us have our shit. Just let us have something. Before I went off on that tangent, let me get back to what this was about. Let me circle back to get back to what this is about. This is about, this is really about Chadwick Boseman. Dude, just like, we lost a, we lost a good man. We lost a, a good actor. Seems like a fucking stand-up dude. You know, we don't get, we ain't, we ain't got a lot of those in the world. You know, just man, just rest in peace to that man, dude. That's all I got to say. I'll be back with the show. See you guys later. All right, guys. Y'all on the mat. 1999. Let's get into it. Uh, from the title, you might guess that this is about a mat sport. Yes, it's not really a sport. It's sports entertainment. But this documentary is about wrestling. And before I go into any more about this documentary, this is close to my heart because I love wrestling. I'm like, that's one thing I want. I want everybody to know. I love wrestling. Uh, I've loved wrestling since I was three years old. It, like I grew up watching it, uh, like fucking well, watching uh, WWF superstars. Watching uh, uh, what's the other show? There's another show. Watching WWF main event. Uh, watching uh, there was another. There was a couple of shows. Like I think like superstars was on Saturday. That was like my first taste of wrestling but like I loved like that was my favorite show I loved watching WWF superstars <laughs> so uh but yeah man I've loved wrestling first time my first going around I watched it till I was about like three years old till about like nine I want to say till about like nine years old I think when I was nine years old it's kind of when I started growing out of it for a little bit it just started looking silly you know <laughs> so I was like yeah I don't like this shit no more uh, and I got back into it when I was about like 12, I want to say 12, 12 years old. And that was like, as the attitude, what they call the attitude era was starting, like when wrestling started getting a little bit more crass and rude and, you know, like you had D-Generation X running around and, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin and all these guys like that running around. You know, so like that's when I started getting I started getting back into it. Uh, up until about I want to say up until I was about thirty. You know, like up until I was about like thirty years old is when I like started getting out of it again. Cause like I stuck through it. I stuck through it through some lean years, man. Cause like I think like after two thousand one is when it started started dying down. You know, <laughs> around like two thousand two is when it started dying down, and I was like a consummate fan you know <laughs> up until about that time up until I think I want to say I want to say up until about like 30 years old is when like I started kind of fading out of wrestling I'm like I still check up on it I still hear people talk about it and shit and stuff like that just wrestling podcast and all this stuff but I'm not a super fan like I used to be I'm not a dude that's like this like I used to buy like t-shirts I used to buy the, like the pay-per-views uh, I used to fucking, like, have action figures. I used to have, like, when I was a teenager and a kid, I used to have, like, wrestling posters all up on my wall. Um, you know, I used to go to shows. You know, I, I like, I 
fucking loved wrestling <laughs> up until about like up until about like when I was 30 years old. Like I say, like died. I, like I think like when I turned 30 is when like when like my like my fucking passion for wrestling really died. You know. <laughs> Uh, and I got a lot of friends like that too that used to be wrestling like used to be like super wrestling fans you know and they're just like yeah man I'm I'm done now you know <laughs> I'm done I'm not I'm not really into wrestling anymore and that 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 happens man it happens so like cuz like I feel like there's a lot of shit that I'm like getting older and I'm just growing out of you know cuz like I'm a husband I'm a father I'm trying to do shit I'm trying to let's just say I'm trying to get rich before 40 you know so you might say I'm trying to get rich before 40 I all this other like shit can't be in my way right now but uh but yeah man they did this documentary about uh wrestling uh they did this documentary at the height of wrestling's popularity like I said about like from like from like 1997 to about 19 not not 19 but uh 1997 to about 2001 was the height of the popularity of wrestling but like they did just like in like that sweet spot of 1999 1999 was like the hottest year for wrestling you know i go back and look at it, it's also the shittiest year for wrestling because i look back at all the storylines i was like that's not very politically correct you know so you know, like, I was like the way they treated women back then. I was like, kind of like, I'm like, that's that's not cool how they did that to that woman. You know, some shit like that. But, but because uh, we evolve, we evolve as people. You know, like I'm not because like I was fifth, I was I was 14 in 1999. I can't be 14 in 1999. And, and act like a 14 year old in 2020 at 35 that 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 can't happen but um uh but anyway yeah they they shot this at the height of wrestling's pop wrestling's popularity uh this uh documentary is uh directed written and narrated by barry blownstein and who is barry blownstein you might say glad you asked barry blownstein is a screenwriter and he wrote these movies. Get what this is gonna trip you out. What he wrote? He wrote Coming to America. He wrote Boomerang, and he wrote The Nutty Professor. Three Eddie Murphy classics, all written by a white Jewish man. <laughs> you know, <laughs> all written by him. But also, Barry Blownstein is also a wrestling fan, and. He wanted to do a documentary about wrestling and wrestlers in an intimate setting. So that's what he set out to do. Uh, mainly, this documentary follows three wrestlers. It follows Mick Foley, Terry Funk, and Jake the Snake Roberts. Those like those are the three wrestlers they spend the most time with. There's cameos uh, throughout the movie here and there of other wrestlers. Mainly The Rock. Like The Rock uh, gets a really big cameo. Uh, towards the end of the um, of this uh, documentary, like he's a very, you might say, if this were a movie, if this were a real Hollywood movie, he's kind of like the main antagonist, you might say, towards the end of the movie. Uh, yeah, so like The Rock is uh, the main antagonist, which 
at this time, The Rock was a heel, which is wrestling jargon for bad guy. So, like, The Rock was a bad guy. And this, this, at this time, he was in a uh, feud with Mick Foley. So, um, they kind of focused in the documentary on that, The Rock and Mick Foley's feud over the uh, WWF Championship. So, uh, but mainly, Mick Foley's storyline is, mainly, it's it's just him trying to juggle being a wrestler and a family man at the same time that's his main storyline but like wrestling but like his wrestling storyline going on at the time he was the wwf champion and he was uh embroiled in a feud with the rock uh, a really bitter nasty blood war with the rock and but mick foley the person was just trying to juggle being a wrestler and a family man at the same time and if you don't know who mick foley is Mick Foley is fucking insane. <laughs> like, the character Mick Foley, he's played all these characters, Mankind, Cactus, Jack, Dude, Love. Those are like the three personages of uh, Mick Foley. But Mick Foley is a fucking insane bastard. You know, <laughs> he's crazy. Uh, I've seen this dude, the, the main, I'm gonna say like the main thing that he's known for in wrestling is The Undertaker throwing this man off the hell in a cell the hell in a cell for anybody listening to this that's not a wrestling fan the hell in a cell is a 20 foot high steel cage and the undertaker took this man through and threw him off a 20 foot cage through a table and everybody thought he was legit dead <laughs> Everybody thought he was legit dead because, like, he did that. Then he got choke slammed. Like, with the Undertaker picked him up and slammed him through the cage to the mat. Everybody thought he was dead. Then he had his teeth. He had his teeth busted open. He lost two front teeth, uh, and he was bleeding all over the place. And I think he had a fractured hip. And then. This is, the, this is the craziest shit about that. that. That whole night. This is the same night. He got thrown off the hell in the cell. Lost two teeth. Had a fractured hip. And then. He did a run in on the main event. <laughs> he did a run in on the main event. Trying to hit Stone Cold Steve Austin with a steel chair. You know what I'm <laughs> And then Stone Cold Steve Austin hit him. With a steel chair. <laughs> like that's how crazy. Mick Foley is. Like I've seen this dude get thrown off cages. I see this dude get thrown through flaming tables. I seen him get thrown through barbed wire. I seen him get his ear ripped off. Like he has one ear. <laughs> like legit, he has one fucking ear. And this dude is he, like this dude is fucking insane. <laughs> he's, he's a madman. But also, if you I, also if you meet him in person or if you see like him in person when he's not that character one of the nicest men you ever want to meet <laughs> one of the nicest men you ever want to see or meet he's a sweetheart of a person but he's done all this crazy shit you know <laughs> it was, it's 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 crazy but this like that's his whole storyline he's trying to juggle being a wrestler at the, and a family man at the same time you know because like his his wife really wants him to retire you know, his wife really wants him to stop wrestling because he's killing himself, you know, <laughs> like with every bump he takes, he's 
killing himself. But he's a madman and he can't stop. But uh, that that's Mick Foley's storyline. Um, we also follow Terry Funk. Terry Funk's storyline is just him trying to retire. Uh, and spoiler alert, he never retired. Terry Funk's still wrestling to this day. The man's been wrestling for 50 years. Like, he's 70-something years old, still wrestling. Uh, that is Terry Funk's storyline. Um, uh, Jake the Snake Roberts has the most fucked up story ever, <laughs> you want to say. Uh, sadly, sadly, it's the story of a lot of wrestlers of his era, because if you because like if you were wrestling in the 70s, 80s and 90s, you probably have a drug addiction. You know, you you, you probably pop pills, you probably like did cocaine or some shit like that. It's like that that's what that era was. It was like you if like either you're and now you, either you're probably getting over the drug addiction or you never got over the drug addiction because you're fucking dead now. You know, a lot of wrestlers died from drug addiction. A lot of wrestlers are former drug addicts. If they're still walking around today, they they was probably tooted and booted on that fucking on that fucking sugar booger. You know, on that booger sugar. You might say like they was probably tooted and booted as fuck on that bo- on that booger sugar. You know, they was, they was if they still around today, it was like they they probably dabbled in drugs. Um, but. Yeah, man. Like a lot of the wrestlers today, they don't do that shit. They're not. They're not really drug. Like drugs kind of went out with that era. Like a lot of the going into the two thousands, wrestlers really don't fuck with drugs. That's not their. That's not their bag. That's not their thing. So like in that in that in that instance, wrestling has cleaned up. You know. Because I think like because like WWE because WWE has the wellness policy you can't really do drugs because like if you if you do drugs you get popped with a wellness violation and you get threatened to get fired so you can't uh, you can't really do drugs in 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 the new era of wrestling so like they kind of cleaned up wrestling now so like a lot of guys don't have like drug addictions there's a couple that slip through the cracks I'm not gonna lie there's a couple that slip through the cracks but for the most part a lot of these younger guys a lot of these new guys aren't like tooted and booted on that booger sugar or whatever <laughs> you know so <laughs> but Jake's story is just fucking sad man and it's sad for me too cause like Jake Roberts was like one of my favorite wrestlers growing up uh cause like he's like one of the first wrestlers I've ever seen I think I was watching WWE Superstars and it was him that I saw the first time and I was like dude I'm like this dude's fucking cool he walks around with a snake and shit he's badass you know so <laughs> You know, I thought that was the coolest shit ever at fucking four years old. You know, so three years old, four years old, and I was like, dude, I was like, this is the, this is the coolest, this is the coolest motherfucker ever. I didn't say that at three years old, but like in my brain, I was like, this is the coolest motherfucker ever. <laughs> like he walks around with a fucking snake, <laughs> but uh, cause like it was him, the Ultimate Warrior. And Randy Savage. Those were like my three favorite wrestlers at that time. Uh, but yeah, man, it's kind of sad looking at fucking Jake in this goddamn documentary, man. Cause dude's a fucking, he's like a fucking drug addict. He's a deadbeat dad. You know, like he's talking about like how many times he cheated on his wife. He talked about, 
yeah, like talking about having a fucked up childhood. Cause like his dad, who his dad was also a wrestler, Grizzly Smith. Uh, he's talking about his dad actually, I think, like raped his mother, and that's how he was born. You know, so like, he, like, like his mother was like a teenager, and Grizzly Smith was a grown ass man when he did that. So like, he's uh, he's a in he's like a underage teenage rape baby, you know, uh, pedophile rape baby or whatever the fuck, you know. So, like, so he's he's a, he's that, and then I think like he had a sister that passed away that got murdered and all this other shit and like he's he, he's had he's had a rough fucking life he's had a rough fucking life and then like they had like a they had like a scene where like he goes to meet his daughter and like he can barely like fucking like talk to her and you know like it's his story is just the fucking saddest like it's the saddest uh, luckily Jake got clean like he, he's, he's he's back on his feet he's good He's actually on television again, <laughs> you know. Uh, he, I saw like he's on. He's I saw that like, he's on uh, the the wrestling company AEW, which is, comes on TNT. So like he's back on. He's back on national television again. So like Jake the Snake Roberts is okay now. He's fine. Um, but yeah, man, those are, like mainly the guys you follow. Um, but like the documentaries. There's not much I can say about the documentary. It's like it's just really talking about the height of wrestling. Like they talked to Vince McMahon, they talked to uh, Paul Heyman who ran ECW. They talked to uh, New Jack, who's probably like the most violent wrestler of all time. Like this dude's like literally, this dude's like literally tried to kill people in the ring. Watch uh, a show on Vice called Dark Side of the Ring. They got new New Jack has an episode about that. I encourage you people. To watch Dark Side of the Ring, watch the New Jack episode, so you can really see how fucking bad shit crazy this motherfucker is. Yeah, like he, he is. This motherfucker needs to be locked in an insane asylum. He really does. But yeah, but like watch that. But like they, they follow, they follow him for a little bit. They got like a little like thing about him where like he's going to Hollywood. He's trying to be an actor and shit. Uh, but that obviously that didn't pan out. Uh, who else do they follow? Uh, follow Coco Beware for for a short period, but like that was nothing. Uh, Brett the Hitman Hearts in here for like a split second. Uh, that was nothing. Steve Austin's in here for a split second. He kind of makes a cameo in here. That's nothing. Uh, they follow China, the 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 female wrestler, uh, for a little bit. You know. They just talk about why she's so fucking buff and brolic and shit, you know. So <laughs> that was pretty much the whole thing about her. Like, like, why is this bitch so buff and brolic? You know, some shit like that, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, that's pretty much it. Like I said, like the Rock is like the biggest cameo in the whole thing. But yeah, man. Overall, like I still love this documentary, man. This documentary is fucking still fucking cool. Uh, it was cool, like, to go down memory lane and, like, see all these people, because a couple of these people ain't here no more, like China, uh, like, uh, I think it showed, like, Axel Rotten, he's not here anymore with us, um, I'm trying to think of some other people up in here that they showed us no longer with, like, they, they showed a couple, you know, like, a lot of these people aren't wrestling anymore, oh, there was one scene in here, there, before I go, there was one scene in here that I was like, this shit looks staged as fuck, 
Uh, they follow this. Uh, this is during the this is part of the Terry. This is part of the Terry Funk storyline. Uh, they follow this guy named Dennis Stamp. Uh, he's an exterminator, but also a former pro wrestler. Uh, and uh, Terry Funk is having a match, like he's like having a match with Bret the Hitman Hart, and um, he they I think they asked Dennis Stamp about the match, uh, if he's going to the show or anything like that. And he said, "I'm not booked. I'm not booked tonight. You know, I'm. Why would I go to the show? Cause I'm not booked. You know, and." Terry Funk goes to Dennis and there's a camera on them, right? There's a camera on them. And he goes to Dennis and he asks Dennis why he's not coming to the show. And Dennis just puts on this big ass fucking melodrama. He's like, I'm not booked tonight. I'm not going. If I'm not booked tonight, I'm not going. And he's kind of looking at the camera. (laughs) He's kind of looking at the fucking camera. And I'm like, this is the most staged fucking shit I've ever fucking seen. And then, like, he's like, and then, like, Terry's like, I'll let you be the referee. And, like, I think this nigga was always supposed to be the referee. Because, like, he comes out, he has a referee shirt and shit. And <laughs> I was like, that's, that's not, like, that was some fucking wrestling shit right there. It's staged as fuck. I was like, that was like, because, like, I think even as a kid, even as a teenager, because I saw this when I was about like 15, I think. Even as a teenager when I saw this shit, I was like, damn, this shit corny. I'm like, this shit is so fucking fake. You know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's so fake. You like, you can tell this is not, you can tell it's not real. Like, that, that moment right there was not real. Everything else, I believe, that moment right there was staged for drama. You can tell. Uh, but yeah, man, that was the only thing that kind of turned me off. But uh, overall, I still like this documentary. I loved it. Like I said, cool going down memory lane, looking at this shit, uh, looking at how big wrestling was at one point. Uh, it was cool to see what The Rock became. Because like, if you would have told me that The Rock, that Dwayne Johnson was going to be the biggest fucking Hollywood movie star in the world from watching this, I would have said, nah, you know, like, this dude, nah, not the the Rock, no, you know, but yeah, man, like, just seeing his evolution from this to what he became is mind-boggling to me, it's fucking super cool, but, damn, man, overall, I still like this documentary, man, it's a great fucking documentary, I would watch it again, I gave it a five out of five, um, next week, I got two movies on my mind. Uh, I got two movies on my mind. I got uh the story of us. I might stay in nineteen. That was a nineteen ninety nine movie. I got this movie, the story of us. I think I might do, or I might do. I don't know if I'm gonna do that movie. I might do the story of us. Next week's gonna be a surprise, everybody. I'm saying, like, I'm thinking about doing the story of us. The story of us is a movie with Michelle Pfeiffer and uh, Bruce Willis. Uh, it's a drama. Um, I think I might do that movie. I'm not sure. You'll see next week. Peace, everybody. <laughs>